Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're on your way to work or just counting down your days till your next vacation, this is the podcast for you. Today, in honor of International Day of Friendship happening tomorrow, we have not one but two guests, Chelsea and Tiffany from Sprinkled by Magic. They share with us their origin of their friendship and exciting events that they created at Disneyland and other theme parks. I hope you guys enjoy. If this is your first episode, welcome. We are so excited to have you. We have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And lastly, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button to submit your story. I can't wait to read all of your magical moments, but now on with the show. Today, we not have one guest, but two guests. Today, we both have Chelsea and Tiffany from Sprinkled by Magic. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm so excited to have both of you guys on. So if you guys haven't already listened, Chelsea had her own episode back in May. It was all about Cruella, and it was wonderful. Episode 41, and now we have both of them on together, Chelsea and Tiffany. So we're so excited to have you guys on and share your most magical moment. Do you guys want to give us a little teaser of what your story is, two parts of your story? Well, I guess it starts with how we met each other and just connecting as Disney fans and experiencing the magic together, and then it turned into how we like to create magic for everyone else so that that's a little teaser for you love it I'm it's so great and um do you want to talk about your Instagram really quick well yeah uh we run an Instagram account together called sprinkled by magic that's sprinkled with a d as in past tense uh and it's just a place for us to get nerdy about all the things we're passionate about so there is a lot of Disney because we both love Disney but also we like a lot of fandoms so why don't you guys share us some of your fandoms Tiffany would you like to go first uh yeah I love Ghostbusters Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Jurassic Park like I love all the like the universal monsters like all the old horror movies and stuff like those are totally what I'm into. She's totally a Halloween person. Yeah, I love Halloween. I know we're, this is a Disney slash Universal podcast and we is focused on Disney, but do you go to Universal as well and do Halloween Horror Nights? Yes, absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, like if it's like any kind of creepy experience or like activation, maze, any of that, I'm all in. I love it. 
<laughs> All right. My next question to Halloween Horror Nights is how do you react when you get scared? Because for me, I fall to the ground. And Chelsea, I want to know your answer too. <laughs> oh, I scream. And like, I like you wouldn't realize that I love it so much when you're in a maze with me because I actually get really scared. But I enjoy like the adrenaline rush and like, I don't know. I enjoy seeing all the makeup on everyone and seeing what they come up with, the creativity and everything. I just think it's great. Like, it's good for actors. It's fun. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And Chelsea, how do you react? I just don't go. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. I am too chicken. Yeah, I, I am. She, she's the Halloween person. I'm the Christmas person. So yeah, like, <laughs> there you go. See, it's very complimentary for your Instagram. Yeah. She has done a few things, though, just for me, which I Aww. totally appreciate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then I'll get an invite for something that is horror related and I'll take Tiffany just because like, I know you would love to do this. I'm going to stand outside and you can go. <laughs> yes. Tell me how it is. Tell me how it is. <laughs> I want a full report when you're done (laughs) oh I don't even want the full report like that it maze that you went through I was like I don't need to know anything about those clowns I'm good it was amazing it was so well done they had so many hidden details loved it okay my next question for Chelsea is okay I know you don't want to go be the person to go into the maze as a guest but would you want to be a scare actor I've actually considered it a few times and I've had the opportunity to be a scare actor on set like I was in Hulu's freakish where they actually did full prosthetic makeup and turned me into a freak actually it's what we were referred to as uh and so it was sort of my job to scare um I want to see pictures of that that sounds so cool what did you have to do and like act like what kind of character were you are you allowed to say uh yeah it's already on Hulu it's been on Hulu for a few years now I don't remember what happened, but there was something that happened outside of the school. It was like a high school where stuff was like falling from the sky that turned everyone into these freaks. And we basically Ooh. looked like zombies and we were trying to like do the zombie things, you know, eat brains and all of that stuff. Oh, nice. Did you have like a slow walk? Because I think zombies that run, I'm like, no, 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 no. At least the slow ones I can outrun if that ever happened. <laughs> I, I definitely was on the slower side of things. But I, for my character, I was still sort of in transition so it was more of a like I'm confused what's happening to me someone help me that is so cool I love it and Tiffany if you were to be a scare actor what kind of theme or maze would you want to be in if I could actually like be anything I would just want to be one of the iconic characters that everyone's like freaked out about you know like like it would be fun to be like Jason or something I know I wouldn't be able to actually play him if I could choose anything It'd be Mm -hmm. fun to be like one of those main iconic characters that really scare people. Yes, that everybody knows and loves. Yeah. And Chelsea, do you want to share your fandoms that are a little bit different than Tiffany's? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously we have some shared loves too, but I mean I I come I come into the mix with Lord of the Rings and Outlander and Sherlock and I actually just recently became a Whovian. I'm really falling in love with Doctor Who. So all sorts of fun stuff. And that goes without saying, which fandoms do you guys have together? Because we, we all know Disney. Uh, obviously, Disney, Marvel. We both love Jurassic Park and <gasps> Ghostbusters. What else do we like, Tiffany? Uh, I'm like trying to think. I'm just like, um... I feel like there's, I know we're both really excited about Space Jam that's coming yeah. out. So we're both like Looney Tunes fans. Yes. I know Lord of the Rings too. 
tomorrow is International Day of Friendship. So that is why I have you guys on. And to get to know you guys a little bit better, we're going to ask you some fun questions. And Chelsea's already answered a few of those. It, again, it's episode 41 if you guys wanted to go back and listen. But she's going to answer some of these questions again and put a new spin on some of these questions. So are you guys ready? Let's do it. Yes. Awesome. All right. So Tiffany, I'll have you go first. But why do you love Disney? My mom was actually a bit of a toy collector and she wanted to create a toy museum and so we watched a lot of Disney films and just a lot of animation films in general and that was like my whole childhood and everything unfortunately she passed away before that could all happen yeah that was my big introduction and then I was really into art and I was watching Dinosaur, which is not a popular film, mm-hmm. but it's a Disney animated film. There's a ride in um, Animal Kingdom for it. Love that ride. It's great. Yeah. A lot of people, even though there's the ride, they still don't quite know what the movie is, but... I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there was a making of on the Disney Channel and... I wanted to do what they were doing and I became a visual effects artist because of that movie and that was that's kind of whole my whole transformation and that was with my mom that I was watching it with kind of made a plan right before she passed away that I was going to become a visual effects artist and do stuff with Disney stuff like I didn't ever actually like work for Disney for animation Mm -hmm. or anything but I got close so kind <laughs> of my whole transformation with Disney, it means a lot to me. Oh, definitely. And de- Disney definitely inspires p- other people to pursue their dreams, whether it be, you know, f- as simple as, you know, finding your true love or pursuing mm-hmm. a career or that sort of thing. And I love that you and your mom came up with that dream f- for you guys together and you did it. And is there any cool projects you can tell us about that you've worked on? I've actually taken a little bit of a break from okay. the visual effects world. I used to do a lot of titles and everything. I did commercials, titles for like Netflix and Amazon. And when she says title, she means like opening credits. Yeah, opening credits. Yeah, so uh, like I did stuff for Game of Thrones. I did stuff for Harry Potter, (gasps) for Fantastic Beasts. Um, So she still got to work with a ton of fandoms that she loves. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I want to know if you had those fandoms before or after you worked with them. Oh, before. I did some stuff for the Marvel shows that came out. On Netflix. Netflix. And for those listening, if you're not sure which those are, we're talking like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Defenders, those Netflix shows. Yeah, I did some of those things. (laughs) I forget like all the stuff that I worked on because I I did so much. But the projects like blur together at some point. Yeah. Like for both of us, we both work in entertainment, and like there's some things that stand out. Like when I got to work on Space Jam, it was like a this was my movie when I was a kid. So I have been counting <laughs> down the days for the movie to come out. But then there's like a handful of stuff that I've done in the last year that I can't even remember that I've done. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of things have code names too. So like sometimes oh. I just like, I remember the code names and not necessarily the names of the shows because I worked on them for so long because they, they're long projects, you know, they're not like a quick mm-hmm. thing sometimes for commercial wise. 
I did for like the last like nine years. I did pretty much all the Adidas and Nike and Gatorade commercials. Ooh. Like if you saw those, I were I did those. That <laughs> is so those. cool. And those were like the main things that I did. And when you say like the opening credits, like are you doing that almost by yourself, or is it oh, does no, it take no, a no, team no. to put something like that no, together? I'm a tiny piece to a puzzle. Oh, tiny, okay. tiny, tiny. <laughs> but still, that is so cool that you have your hand in that yeah. and being like. Hey, I helped with that. I did yeah, that, and sure. and Chelsea, you feel the same way, probably too. You're like, hey, I'm in that. I did that. Look, there's me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you guys have so like fascinating, interesting jobs. And Chelsea, would you like to go ahead? I think because I've answered that question in the Cruella podcast, which everybody, if you're listening, if you haven't heard that one, you should go here. I mm-hmm. kind of want Tiffany to t- answer the question for me. Why do Ooh. I love Disney, Tiffany? Disney. Test your friendship. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. There's 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 no wrong answer here. Just wh- whatever you think is why I love Disney. It's your safe place. It's like what brings you joy and like takes you out of your your element. I don't know. You love all the music and just love to sing and gives you your safe place, I guess. I don't know. I like that answer. That's fun. <laughs> I like that you said I love to sing because I don't think I ever would have actually vocalized that, but you're right, I do. Yeah, like every time we're in a car together, she's singing all the Disney songs. Like we, whenever Aww. we go to the parks, we turn on the the music, and I actually, from like COVID, I my voice isn't super great, so I can't sing very well anymore. Yeah, every time she she's always singing, and I'm just sitting there listening because she's a great singer. <laughs> that's good that she's a good singer. Um, is. is there a favorite soundtrack that you guys like to listen to on your way up? Like not just specifically Disney. But like, is there princess oh. ones or theme park songs? Princess I mean, I always God. just put on the Spotify Disney playlist. So whatever they mm-hmm. currently have on it just usually works. But Princess and the Frog soundtrack is pretty much one of the main yes. ones. <laughs> gotcha. That's so good. But awesome. Okay. My next question is not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? And Chelsea, I'll let you go first. All right. Well, so if you did listen to the Cruella podcast, I talked about the three characters that I feel like make up me and those were Disney characters. So this time I actually want to talk about a Marvel character because I've always loved Loki. And if you follow Sprinkled by Magic at all or know me, you know that I love Loki. That's not like a hidden thing of any, (laughs) any kind. I love your Disney bound of Loki. That was great. Thank you so much. Uh, There's quite a few of them. Um, Tom Hiddleston in a press junket I was in recently before the series came out, literally said word for word that Loki has this very sensitive, damaged, broken heart with an enormous capacity to feel emotion on the biggest scale. And I started to cry when he said that because that's literally me. And I, I've probably talked about it in the Cruella one too, that I have a highly sensitive personality type and like 20% of people have this. It's like a, I guess that's sort of a common personality type, even though it's the bottom half of things. But so basically just, I, I really do have that enormous capacity to feel emotion, but I've also been through a lot and I definitely feel that damaged, broken heart, the like, can I trust people? I just want to be seen and accepted. Like everything Loki goes through, like, He's very human. He's very real. It's very easy to relate to him. And then as we keep watching this series, I just every episode I'm getting mind blown. Like this, the most recent episode I watched, there was a line where he said, I think we're stronger than we realize talking about all of the Lokis. 
And I feel like my friends in the most recent years say that to me often because I've really gone through a lot in the last few years. And like, Mm -hmm. I started to cry when that line happened on the show. And then another friend of mine called me and said, how about the moment when classic Loki is talking about alligator Loki and says he's overly sensitive like the rest of us. And like, everyone just thinks of me when they're learning about Loki now. And I was like, yeah, I think I have to change my answer to say that I am a variant. That is incredible. And his character development in the show is just so fascinating. Like, like obsessed with Loki, but this show just and how well it's done. I, I love it. And I want to see just anything to do with Mobius, Loki and Sylvie. I just want I don't care what they're doing. I don't care if they go to the grocery store. Like, yeah. I just want to see them yeah. hang out. Together. I, I need to see Mobius and Loki all of the time. Like, hands yes. down, that relationship is amazing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So Loki is your answer. And uh, you yes, I you have many Disney bounds. And I love all of them. And I like that you even pose in the characters and stuff. Have you seen Loki at the parks yet? Have you been to Avengers Campus? We've been twice now and oh. have definitely spent as much time as I could with my fellow Loki. Love it. I love it. All right. And Tiffany, what is your answer? I have three characters that I think of. Ooh. I'm curious to see if Chelsea agrees with them or not. My favorite princess is actually Pocahontas. I know a lot of people are like, okay, why is she your favorite? But (laughs) I grew up in North Dakota. I grew up going to powwows as a kid. I grew up doing like all the, like I actually like slept in a teepee before. Like I've done all of that. All the indigenous stuff. Yeah. I did all that stuff. So I was like really connected to that growing up. I really like all the nature and the whole like saving the planet, saving the earth. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's. That's me. I love outdoors and stuff. But then also, I really love animals. So I love Fawn. I feel like I'm a lot like Fawn from the Tinkerbell series. Yes, I love Fawn. Like no one sees the Tinkerbell series, but I watched Tinkerbell and the Neverbeast and I loved Fawn. Oh no, this is going to become a podcast just about the fairy movies now. (laughs) Oh, tell me why you like Fawn. And then I want to share a quick story about Fawn at Disneyland. And then I want to hear your third one. Okay, I love the Tinkerbell series so much. (laughs) I also feel like I'm a little bit like Tinkerbell too, because she's like super creative with like pulling things together mm-hmm. but I feel like I do that a lot with outfits and stuff so I don't know yes. but fawn is like all about animals and I like currently I'm, I'm I dog walk so I I really love all my animals I love all my my little kids <laughs> I call them I love that and then I also think I'm an Anna because I'm very bubbly and very oh. all over the place but also like very protective of things. Those are so good. And I know we haven't met in person yet, but I already get those vibes from you. So I can agree. My quick story about Fawn is I recently watched the Tinkerbell movies at, at the time of this story. And, you know, we had a fast pass, like probably at Space Mountain, and we're looking for something to like kill time before doing our fast pass return time. So we're like, oh, let's go meet Tinkerbell. There's not too many people in line. We go in, we hit the corner, expecting it to only be Tinkerbell. And we hit the corner, we see Fawn. And I was like, oh my gosh, Fawn, I love you. And I was like talking about Tinkerbell and the Never Beast is more than a 26-year-old, 25-year-old, I don't remember how old I was at the time, should be talking to a character. But she got just as excited as I did. And I almost completely ignored Tinkerbell because I was just so 
busy talking to Fawn. I was like, yeah, yeah, Tinkerbell, you're here all the time. But like not being rude to her or anything. But I was like, Fawn, you're never here. I was so excited. Like, remember when you were trying to train the bunnies how to hop and the one was walking? Like, I, And it was just I so much fun. Sleep to those movies when I'm like super stressed out and I can't fall asleep. I turn the Tinkerbell movies on. Like all of them are very like calming to me. I yes. I just love them. And like fun, I don't know. She's just she's just so good. Like I love her so much. I have a never be plushie. Like oh. I'm so I love it. Awesome, awesome. And before we get too deep dive into Tinkerbell in her movies and stuff, Chelsea, do you agree with Tiffany's answers from being her friend? Well, first of all, just to acknowledge the the fairy movies, uh, I also have to just put it out there that Tom Hiddleston is in the pirate one. So you know what. <laughs> wait he's one of the voices um so you you know that i can get down with uh, with the, those fairy movies as well um <laughs> for the most part i agree with tiffany's answers uh i completely see everything that she's saying um i think though in terms of a princess that she's more like personality wise mm-hmm. that it's rapunzel oh that's I awesome actually, i can see that too I've actually been told that before. Yeah. Awesome. I agree with that. Or sorry, Tiffany. There's two of you. <laughs> I have to juggle. What would be your answer for Chelsea for which character she's most like that you see from your perspective of being her oh, friend? I totally agree with her her answers. Oh I, no, no. I want you to come up with a new one for her. <laughs> oh my god. I have to come up with a new one. That's intense. Because Tiffany yes. knows my four. So yeah. that's going to be hard to break out of. Right, yeah. Right. Like, and I totally agree with them too. So like, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Then I'll just jump to the next question. Oh, All goodness. right. My next question is if you guys could go on a retired Disney attraction that doesn't exist anymore, whether you've already been on it in your lifetime and it doesn't exist, or you never got to go on it because it was way before your time, which retired Disney attraction would you want to go on? I don't know if I answered this question before and I don't feel like I remember it. So I'm just going to say Captain EO. Ah, very nice. And do you want to explain Captain EO for those that might not know what Captain EO is? So Captain EO was like a movie experience with 3D glasses that was created by, I believe, Spielberg and George Lucas. Oh. Is that right, Tiffany? Yes. Um, I, And so it starred Michael Jackson and it had the cutest little like creatures inside as well. And which, it cute. was the first time I ever experienced 3D. And I was sitting next to my dad and that little guy comes out at the beginning and he comes out of the screen and he just waves at you. And I didn't understand that everyone was seeing that. And it just really took me like I just had this like special moment where I was like, the creature's saying hi to me. Dad, look, it's in front of me. And my dad's like, yeah, it's in front of me, too. Like, you know, (laughs) you're like, it's me and only me. (laughs) Yeah. But like everything about Captain EO was like my childhood. And when they brought it back, very short lived at Mm -hmm. Disneyland, I went as many times as possible. And I would stand up and do the dance at the end in the theater. And like, yeah, yeah, that was wonderful that they brought it back for that short amount of time. I was just like. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> Can we have this forever? And it it still is like really good 3D compared to like other 3D things. It's just a little mm-hmm. staticky because it's old film, you know. But right, you know, right. It was Before so- we had digital technology, people. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> What there was a time before digital? What? Yeah. I, I love develop film in a dark room? What? Yeah. I love asking younger kids, like, do you know what a landline is? 
<laughs> That's always really fun. All right. And Tiffany, what is your answer for which retired Disney attraction you'd love to go on? What was the, the ride that you could go on through the, the mountain? What's the center one in Disney? Matterhorn? The Matterhorn. It was there they had a bucket that went through the Matterhorn. The Skyway? Is this a Skyway? I think so. I I wasn't at Disneyland at the time, but possibly. I would like to go on that. Ooh, the Skyway. That is that awesome. would be really cool, I feel like, to like experience going through the Matterhorn, especially since like the Matterhorn's kind of like falling apart, but um, crumbling before our eyes yeah but i also really miss heimlich <gasps> Heimlich's oh, yeah, bugs land. <laughs> i am really like heartbroken over losing that ride <laughs> that actually reminds me of the great movie ride in in mgm i'm sorry hollywood studios i will always call it mgm first yep. uh but i miss the great movie ride as well i'm i'm the same way i'm like we could have put Mickey and Minnie's Runway rail, Railway. That's a mouthful. Just rrr, 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 rrr. <laughs> if you say it really fast, it's Minnie Runway Railway. Uh, it's a tongue twister. It mm-hmm. is. It really is. But I wish they, like, you know, had the ride, but put it somewhere else, whether, you know, back in Storybook Circus, if there was room or just in a different building. Like, I love how it's going to blend in with Toontown perfectly. I'm almost mm-hmm. like jealous and i'm like kind of wish Except it was that they destroyed like half of the old buildings of toontown Ooh. to do it oh no really i haven't been yeah. back to see it they took down like the gazebo and the bank and the ever it's so sad it was heartbreaking oh no i loved hanging out in the area oh my god okay well now i did now I'm not as excited, but still, that's awesome. I think it's going to blend perfectly. So my next question is, if you could change it, if you could change your current street name to something Disney related or theme park related, what would you change it to? Wow, that's a good question. That is a good question. Wonderland Avenue. Ooh. That's a good one for you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of those those pins that came out from Soda Fountain that had Ooh. the... There was like Neverland Lane and there was one for Big Hero 6 too. I can't remember what they were. I don't remember the pins, but you did bring up a great point that we should mention to people about how you and me both met too. Is that me and Tiffany are actually, uh, we were pin traders that used to go to the Disney Soda Fountain, now called the Disney Studio Store Hollywood. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we were always there waiting for the PTDs. Those are the Pin Trader Delight pins to flip. And we became friends that way. And eventually, somewhere in that range, I started an Instagram account because I wanted to share my Disney adventures and invited Tiffany to be part of the account. And here we are, what feels like a decade later. I don't think it's quite been a decade, but it feels like it. It feels like we've been friends for a really long time. (laughs) It's like the whole pin trading, like sitting at the, like the soda fountain and everything. It seems so far. Yeah. Like that was, it was like 2013 that we met. And I think I started the account in 2015. Okay, I gotta think of a name. I was Um, trying to stall so you could think about it. I'm going to say Miko Lane because I really like Miko. He's so cute. (laughs) 
And for those of uh, those of you that are like, who's Miko? Pocahontas, the little raccoon, yeah. guys. Oh, yes. He's so animated and so funny. Like, his interactions with Percy. Like, if they made yes. a short on Disney Plus about their little shenanigans that they get into. Yeah. And oh, like, I would watch oh, an entire wow. animated series that were the adventures <laughs> of Miko and Percy. Hands down. Let's make that happen, oh, Disney. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I would absolutely adore that. I love Percy, too. I know he's kind of a little jerkhead, but, like... He's so cute. <laughs> he is. He is. He's so cute. I like his little grumpy face and his how he's like wants to be all big city, all fancied out. Oh, regal. Yes, yeah. regal. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Yes. He's just like, then he's in his bubble bath eating his grapes and then Miko's like feeding him. <laughs> oh my I god, love. yes. I love it. Okay, speaking of animals, if you could have a Disney animal sidekick as a pet, and it could be anybody. Who would you choose? Obviously, I love Miko and I love Percy. Like, mm-hmm. those two are, like, up there. But I really love Pua from Moana. <gasps> I know yes. he's, like, not really, like, in the movie. I get that. But he's so cute. And I love, like, little pigs. They're so adorable. So is that your answer, then? You want Pua as a pet? Yeah, I want Pua as a pet. Okay. Aww. I'm surprised she didn't pick a dog, a Disney dog. Yeah. I also I, don't, re- I also think my head was stuck in Cruella when I answered this and I think I said Pongo. Yes. Yeah. But I like, I thought about it later and I was like, Oliver, I want Oliver from Oliver and Company. Yeah. Oh I feel like God. that's what I would think for you, actually. <laughs> yeah. I would never have guessed you saying Pongo. You always tend to go towards Oliver all the time. I mean, Pongo and Perdita are my favorite Disney dogs, but just like yeah. Roger and Anita is my favorite Disney couple. I was like, that's just sort of why. Like, I think of when I think pets, my head just immediately went cats and dogs and I was already thinking Cruella. Yeah. But plus, they they live in London. So I think that's my brain's like, if I get Pongo, does that mean I live in London? <laughs> like, Ooh, I'd yes. I really like to have Maximus. Because he's awesome. Yes. And he can, you know, guard your house if he needs to. Like, who needs a guard dog if you have Maximus that knows how to use a sword? Like, come on. All right. So which one is your final answer? I still think Pua. Because he's so Pua, okay. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. All right. One last question. Um, Chelsea's favorite Disney couple is Anita and Roger. But Tiffany, who is your favorite Disney couple? That's a hard one. I I think I'm gonna have to say Jane and Tarzan. Oh, <gasps> they just they just adore each other. Like I don't know. It's it's very true love. It's not superficial or yeah, anything. It's like it's not. Very, like, oh, you're royal or oh, you're yeah. this. Like it's not royalty. There's no like not one is like super poor and become super rich. You know, like there's no like. It's very genuine, kind of like Anita yeah. and Roger. I was not ready for that one. <laughs> Okay, and my last one is, and I want you guys to answer for each other, but what is your favorite pin that person owns? Oh, that's impossible. That's an impossible question to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany and I both have thousands of pins. Like, that's an impossible question. For her, it would have to be one of her Mad Hatter pins, I would think. It's definitely got to be one of my Mad Hatter ones. I don't even know which one it would be. Maybe maybe the one with the film cell in it from the original movie, like when they were doing those. The Do you remember? Like, I forget what it was called. Like, movie magic something. I don't know. In terms of pin trading, I have a very narrowed collection of wonderland pirates Cusco, loki like things that i love 
Tiffany, I feel like, collects everything that's cute. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem. I have a really, really bad problem. I own almost all of the Pocahontas pins, except for a few. Probably, like, ten pins. That were probably, like, super rare, limited edition kind of ones. I actually kind of have, like, the super old rare ones. It's the new ones from the um, the WDI that I don't have, because I don't have access to those. And for those listening, WDI is Walt Disney Imagineering. It's pins yes. that get released to cast members exclusively. Yes. And there's like a couple of like there's a profile pin and it's basically <gasps> it was a profile series they that they did. And it was all the profiles of all the princesses and like main characters of films. And now I think my Pocahontas is at like $700 or something like that. <gasps> it's like crazy i won't be owning that i really haven't talked about pin trading on my podcast before because i i haven't met anybody that's really into it but i was into it a little bit for those that don't know it is a very expensive hobby to get i had to stop because it was so expensive and i was only collecting sleeping beauty that's really where i came to too because because i also realized there's two aspects of pin trading there's the if you're just a collector buying the ones you want but then if you actually want to be a trader if you're only buying pins you want, you have nothing to trade. So now you're trying to buy pins that you think other people would want so you can get mm-hmm. the pins that they own. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it like blew out of the water for me because I was just buying everything, trying to get decent traders to find all of these rare Mad Hatter or whatever I was collecting pins. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot. it is. I definitely have like fallen off the bandwagon like I haven't really bought like anything for a while for a good chunk of my like Disney life or Disney life yeah (laughs) it was life for us it was so much fun I made a lot of good friends Chelsea included it's craziness (laughs) it really is and I have a little sweet story with a friend of mine I I always like to just check in in the pin trading store and see if there's any Sleeping Beauty Aurora Disneyland Castle I mean I know I'm at Disney World now but see if there's any cute pins that I find interesting and if I really really want and really really like it I might get it but I was checking in. I was like, oh, there's nothing I really love. And she got one of those little mystery bags, not even the ones in the boxes, but the little mystery yeah. bags that are like the cheapest of the cheap. And it's mm-hmm. all the animals are like pets. So it has like a collar around it with like their picture yep, in the middle. I have that whole series. Uh, yep. Yeah. So she opened hers up and bought. she bought it, opened hers up. I took a video as like a friend, like, oh, let's see what she got kind of documenting the day. And she got Figaro. And I have a black and white cat. And I was like, can I buy one and then trade with you? And she goes, absolutely. Okay, okay, cool. I run back in, buy one. She's filming me. And I open mine up. I got Perdita and she has a Dalmatian. And we were like, what this is the most perfect trade of all trades and we weren't even like planning on getting pins and we documented it i'm like oh my gosh like this is our little friendship pin or something like that do you guys have one like that where you got it for each other uh i mean i can just think of a recent example of i've kind of i fell off before tiffany did when fantasy pens started to become a huge thing and then everyone was making their own pens and they all costed between 50 to 100 dollars. i was like i'm out So Tiffany lasted a little bit longer than me and she (laughs) saw these pens 
think they came from the Disney store when Oh My Disney was still doing a lot of merchandise. But she got me a pain and panic because she knows I love Hercules. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. And yeah. Tiffany, what about you? I, I know that she's given me ones, but I actually cannot think of any. <laughs> I also don't feel like... I don't think we had the relationship we had now back when we were like yeah. pin buddies. So like gotcha. now the things that I get for Tiffany aren't necessarily pins. It's like other Disney merchandise. Yeah. God, it's also, you know I'm just going to put this out there. It's impossible to shop for Tiffany and surprise her with items because she buys everything for herself <laughs> the second it comes out. So you're like, oh, I want to get her this. Oh, she already owns it. Oh, no, I'm a horrible. Yeah, I have a problem. Oh my gosh. Okay, so around your birthday, just kind of like wait a little bit longer than you would normally, Tiffany, and then maybe a friend will get it for you. Oh, wink, wink. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's just become now. I just am like, okay, well, now we're starting to get products before they come out. So I'll just make sure that we get the things that match her fandom. And here we go. (laughs) Perfect. There you go. Like, I buy things for me because, like, I know what I like, but I much rather go and do like an event or an adventure or something with my friends where they they would help pay for something or whatever not necessarily give me an item but like I'd rather it's sort of like our our recent birthdays before the pandemic uh like Tiffany and I would just go to the parks and buy each other food that day because we both owned all the things that we personally wanted so just like hey food's on me today yeah i'd much rather have like the moment you know like that's that's more important to me than getting things from Mm -hmm. people i guess also now that i've had a moment to think about my favorite pens i actually think it's not one pen that i have but i have two like curated lanyards that are actually on custom like colored lanyards and stuff like that one of them is a collection of hercules pens uh mainly around megara because she's my girl uh and the lanyard is signed by ron and john themselves the directors of the film um (gasps) so that would definitely be one of my tops and then the other one is my mad tea party collection which is all the pens from the show at disney at, at california adventure that's no longer there right we talked a lot about that in your first episode yeah i think on. that was actually my answer for the attraction that uh is retired that i'd like to go back to yes yes yeah. <laughs> you're like i would need to bring back this show thank you both so much for answering all of these questions I, sorry to make you think a little bit um, <laughs> ask you some tough questions that's what we like to do here on just some magic podcast but now i'll let you guys take it away and share your origin story and your magical moment of your friendship awesome well so like i said me and tiffany were pin trader friends that ended up basically tiffany had this like voodoo magic uh we'll call it disney magic or dr <laughs> facilier's magic whatever you want where she like always knew about events that were happening in Los Angeles that no one else knew about and she was always going to these really cool events but then she was also going to things that like I was at and then I had a series of things that I was going to that Tiffany was not at and I just kind of went if we combined forces we would do all of the things Mm -hmm. like and I was just like and it would be really cool to have one account where we could curate that so our account kind of started with this like purpose of sharing our magical experiences with the world and then eventually it grew to like hey this is social media and we're building an audience here 
Uh, like we want to give back to the community. Like me and Tiffany are not the people that are like, look at me. Aren't I great? We're like, look at Mm -hmm. us. Let's all do things together. And so we ended up developing, uh, these theme park scavenger hunts. And we've done quite a few of them, mainly around Disneyland. Uh, we, we had just announced our first Universal Studios Hollywood hunt when the pandemic hit. So that was oh, really unfortunate. That's yeah. the Disney gods coming after you saying, how dare you do that? <laughs> right. Oh and my when- gosh, I didn't even think like that. But that's like <laughs> kind of how it felt though, a little bit. <laughs> Like, oh, you're doing a Universal? Nope. Yeah. And it it was great, though, because we were also working with Universal Studios to, like, make sure it was okay. And our Disney ones were so popular and well uh, well received and loved. And they didn't step on the toes of anything that Disney was doing, Mm -hmm. uh, like, to violate park rules or whatever, that... Disney has a scavenger hunt every year for cast members. It's called Minnie's Moonlit Madness. And they would actually bring me and Tiffany in to help like come up with ideas and be part of the team that like ran it for the cast members. What? That is so cool. I've seen a a cast member friends do that at Disneyland. And I'm like, whoa, that looks so much fun. They should bring this for guests. But that is so cool that they have you guys consult them on what to do. That is awesome. Because I mean, if the cast members are doing this event, then who is running it? Like cast members can't run it. So they have to bring in a whole bunch of like volunteers and stuff, basically. Mm -hmm. We actually have quite a few Imagineers coming to our hunts too and thinking that they're they got this unlocked because they like created the park you know but yeah mm-hmm. and then they never finish even in the top five and they were like whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh so these aren't these aren't easy like oh, oh no little- it's easy like okay so when we we make our hunts the the game isn't about winning or losing to us mm-hmm. it's about okay. having fun and teaching you things you didn't realize were already in the parks mm-hmm. so oh. Our our goal is that if you sign up for this hunt and you have never been to Disneyland before, that you still get to have the best Disney day of your life. But if you're an annual pass holder, rest in peace. uh, (laughs) (laughs) If you're an annual pass holder, though, and you go to the parks all the time, you probably think you know everything and you've been everywhere. So how Mm -hmm. do we stump you guys while still making it fun? Mm -hmm. That is amazing. It's almost like you're doing an activity version of my podcast when I have guests come on and share their magic and make you feel like you're there. I try to stump, you know, make us Disney fans think of things that they've never thought about before. So I love that you guys are doing that in the parks. That is so fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's a great analogy. It really is sort of like we are the the live in-person event version of your podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to do a collab together. <laughs> It's fun, too, to meet everyone that, like, you don't get to meet all your followers that much, you know? Like, it it was just a good way for us to build a little bit of a community with everyone. And it's more exciting than just hosting a meetup of, oh, me and Tiffany are going to be in the parks. Come Mm -hmm. find us. Like, that's awkward. People are just like, can I take a photo, whatever. Now we're actually doing something together. You know, and well, it's really fun. Our hunts, we uh, there's always a participation prize. So we give like a hunt button that's so you can collect them all for every hunt that you're on. Uh, we, we make a custom snack pack for every single person on the hunt. And if you have food allergies, I take that into consideration and I make sure that Aww. everyone has something they can eat because I hate as someone with a lot of food allergies going to an event, especially if I have to pay money where then I have to watch everyone else eat and there's nothing for me. So that's an extra level of magic that we build into it. And then the top five teams get to win prizes. And we work with some incredible brands to bring in. Like, we gave away a set of three Star Wars gallery wraps 
to six different people. So each like six different Whoa. people, not teams, but like, cause basically if your team comes in first place, you get to look at the prize table and pick one prize out. So you get your choice of prizes. Uh-huh. So six people walked away with three star Wars gallery wraps from Thomas Kincaid, wow. which is a really amazing prize. And we always try to like do something that's that epic. Like we gave away Harvey's bags, like the toy story bags. When those came out, like we've given away uh board games and puzzles and jewelry and all sorts of like fun stuff that always matches the theme of our hunt so like we've done a star wars hunt we did a villains one uh we did a hipster one which was really fun oh <laughs> yeah uh so basically we made everybody on the hunt be an instagram influencer for a day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and learn what it's like to shoot content <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's exhausting. Spoiler alert, it's exhausting. It is. Yeah. It is exhausting. But it's so like we like like we always do pop-ups on our hunts, so like but we give everyone a hunt pack that starts their day and it's got all their clues and everything they have to go find and everything is like photo-based or multiple choice trivia questions. So, if you don't find the item for the trivia question, you have a 1 in 4 chance of getting it. The photo items, it's a photo of your team doing something related to our hint. So, like, maybe the clue is a photo of your team being chased by a duck. And does that mean you get Donald Duck himself to chase you? Does that mean you line up plushies in a store and make it look like they're chasing you? Does that mean you find the actual Disney ducks and make them chase you? Like, you know, so it's, it's up to creativity and interpretation. So people have a lot of fun with it. That is so clever. Yeah. The pop-ups are like my favorite. I really enjoy the (laughs) pop-ups. Yeah. So, so, uh, so the pop-ups are the, what I just described is in a pop-up it's in our pack. So uh, we do the pop-ups twice every hunt and you have to be connected to our social media and we'll post. You have one hour to come find us in this hidden location. And we wait <gasps> for people to come find us and we give them like something that they have to do when they get there. But for the hipster one, we had product endorsements. So it was congratulations. <laughs> you've gotten your first brand deal. Oh and, my gosh. And we had a whole bunch of products that people had to come pick up a product and style out an outfit with it and pose in the parks. It was just, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. I want to do these. That sounds so fun and amazing and seriously creative. We really miss them. And like, I mean, yeah. the last one we did was literally six days before the pandemic hit and closed <gasps> the parks. And we had like 325 people on the hunt. Like we get a really fun, large group that just has so much fun. You get to meet so many people. Yeah. Our last one was Star Wars. Yeah. And the best part of all of it is that it's a team event. So a lot of people, when I say that, they go, oh, but I don't have anybody that I could sign up with on a team. We go above and beyond to say that if you don't know anyone, you can sign up as a solo or as a a couple and we'll pair you with other people that also need a team. And we've actually yet to meet people that didn't become really good friends with their teammates after that. That is so sweet. We have like a couple of teams that now come together like every single time now because they 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 met by us putting them together on a team. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like Disney matchmaking, but for friends. (laughs) Yeah. And how long do these events take to plan out and get ready and get sponsors and all of that? How long does that take? It's a three month process uh, at the at the minimum for all of our planning and work that goes into it. And then the hunt on the day is usually from like park opening to around like three or four p.m. And we actually have to we have a, a group of our friends that act as judges that work with us. 
and thank you to if you guys are listening we've got danielle and anise and bridget and blake and kim and all of the other people throughout the years that have helped mm-hmm. us um so uh, we actually do live judging right there in the parks where people give us their sd card we put it into our phones we look at all the photos so people have like an hour window to like go to starbucks go have like dinner or something while we're like getting the scores ready and then we do a big like and winter announcement ceremony and it's it's a full event it's great oh my goodness and do you guys have any plans for any in the future or not quite yet or what's your what's the verdict on those hmm <laughs> that is the question isn't it? hitting you with the yeah. tough questions on this podcast yes uh i will say that tiffany and i are currently looking at universal studios as being our first one back after the pandemic because it's a little hard right now with disneyland there is no yeah. annual pass i would feel really bad if people spent two hundred dollars uh, as a rough average price for a disneyland ticket and spent the whole day doing our hunt and it was their first trip back after like two oh, years like yeah we're, we're really kind of giving people time to like feel comfortable in crowds again and all of that stuff yeah. like we're, we're considering a lot of angles so we're thinking universal will probably be the first one and possibly maybe even by the end of this year that is amazing yeah fingers crossed um you'll definitely have to keep us updated on that is there any specific moment or a person that you guys met that has impacted you through these events i i will say that we've definitely had some of um our most like loyal followers on our instagram the people that really support us are the people that come from our hunts and they write us every day and they engage with our photos and they really have become like a second family yes that is amazing and um anything else you guys want to say before we close out the podcast and we can tell everybody how they can get a hold of you guys and follow you and all your adventures well uh tiffany do you want to talk about what happened during the pandemic and when we couldn't do hunts yeah oh yes we haven't Um, talked about that yet (laughs) so we did hunts from home on zoom (laughs) and how did that all play we did a couple we did a hocus pocus one and a jungle cruise and a marvel and marvel yeah we we did a little setup it wasn't like a whole lot of people but it was a perfect size for like a zoom yeah it was great (laughs) Yeah, it, we basically tried to adapt what we do in the parks, but by bringing it somehow into the homes, so people having to create things that you would find in your own house, which yeah. became a really interesting challenge for Tiffany and me because we'd come up with these really cool ideas uh, for like photos or or items that they'd have to make, and I'd be like, "Does everyone own that though? Is that like a common thing that people would mm-hmm. have in their house? You know, yeah. <laughs> like." You had to really think about like the common denominator of what everybody might have. Like almost everyone should probably have a pair of Mickey ears, but like they might not own a board game, you know, or whatever it is. Or even like a scissors to like create something or like they might not have milk or ketchup. Yeah. Like we we kept wanting to play with food. And I was like, I mean, I never buy oranges, Tiffany. Like there was one time that there was something (laughs) where she was like, we could use an orange. And I was like, really? I never buy oranges. Like, (laughs) And yeah, and so then also we just felt like we weren't reaching enough people with the the at home hunts because yeah. just so many people. I mean, we all the entire world was impacted in this last year. So mm-hmm. then we added a new level of magic, and now through our Instagram account, we have a magic mail program 
where mm-hmm. people can sign up at any point and it's free. There's a link in our bio always. We also have a story highlight where you can see whenever people receive their packages, if they feel like sharing them to their stories and tag us, we add it to our highlight reel. But some people are private and we respect that. But yeah, so like once a month, uh, I will go through our list and take brand new items that either we've received or maybe we have bought, like just somehow we've come into possession of and mail them to people that we think would really enjoy it. So we ask people like what your favorite Disney character is, your favorite Disney movie, what your other fandoms on. And we curate a box of stuff for them free of charge just to make people smile. Oh, my Y'all are truly magic makers. You're like y'all should change your Instagram name to like Fairy Godmothers. Seriously. <laughs> well, I mean that's why it's sprinkled by magic is because we are literally sprinkled the, uh, sprinkling magic. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm just so clever and so creative. I it's really love fun it. to read all the responses too that like people send in, like wh- who everyone's like oh yeah when people sign up for magic mail yeah it's fun to read all of them that is so amazing oh my we definitely have learned a lot about our audience too of what they like and what they don't like by everyone filling that (laughs) out too and it it really shocks us like i mean obviously harry potter and disney are the biggest ones but sometimes like the answers on these we're like really yeah like there's some classic disney princesses that a lot of people do not like (laughs) oh i'm curious I don't know if I were to sign up for these, I'm like sleeping beauty, sleeping beauty, sleeping beauty, sleeping beauty, and uh, more sleepy. Well, one of the questions that we ask is what also, what are your least, uh, your three least favorite characters? Because I know if I got a box in a mail and you put a character I do not like in it, I'd be like, oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. we keep that into consideration oh as well. That's good. So it can go to someone who actually appreciates that character. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, where can people find you guys? I know we keep talking about the Instagram sprinkled sprinkled by magic, but is there anywhere else we can come find you? We do have a Facebook page for sprinkled by magic. Otherwise, it's just our personal accounts. I don't know if there's anything that you actually want to share on that front, Tiffany. Uh, I just have tip spark, like D-O-T-T-I-F-F spark. S-P-A-R-K-A. I, love I don't it. really post on it much. <laughs> nice. You're too busy curating. What what platform is that on, Tiffany? Oh, that's Instagram. Sorry. No, you're fine. And um, if people wanted to sign up for the magic mail or wanted to sign up for these hunts when they come back around, they would go to the Facebook page? Definitely either like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram for both yeah. of those. You can sign up for magic mail now via the link in our bio on Instagram. Um I also want to say if anybody's on TikTok, uh, it's it's sort of aligned, but not necessarily us. But I own a company called High Voltage and High Voltage Mag on TikTok posts a lot of fun like celebrity interviews, but also sometimes the events and unboxing stuff that me and Tiffany get, I also share there. So if there's anyone listening that isn't on Instagram, but you're on TikTok, you can still find some of the fun there. And Maybe we'll even uh, there will be a way for us to like notify people that you can sign up for the hunts via TikTok somehow. That is perfect. And we will have all of these links in the show notes for you guys so you guys can go check them out. But Chelsea and Tiffany, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Chelsea, for you again. Again, Chelsea's first episode is episode 41. So please go check that out. And thank you guys so much for literally being fairy godmothers and sprinkling magic. <laughs> oh, thank you, Morgan. I mean, you're doing it too you're giving keeping everyone engaged at home and thank you so much for having us yeah it was super fun definitely gave me some things to think about like the disney couple i've literally never been asked that like (laughs) i mean morgan we've talked about ours what's your favorite disney couple yeah oh 
I, I don't want to sound biased because I love Sleeping Beauty, but I just love Sleeping Beauty and Philip. And I actually just interviewed a ca- former cast member that used to be friends with Philip in the Festival of Fantasy Parade and thought Maleficent in that parade. And I was just geeking over. I was like, oh my goodness, like you got to fight a dragon and you got to yeah. do this. Like, I just think his, his love for her and fighting through dragons without mm-hmm. barely knowing her. And also the line where he, he's like, she's like, oh, never, never. And he's like, when, tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> when will I yeah. see you again? That just cracks me up so much. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe someday. <laughs> I love that that sound has been turned into a TikTok sound where everyone's talking about annual passes. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Uh, the first friend I saw do it was um, their dog being like, when will I see you again? When? Tomorrow? <laughs> and it's like when you leave your dog at home and you feel guilty and you're like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. A, that's a classic one, too. I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to be like, my cliche answer is Aurora and Philip. But I, like, I thought you were going to throw us off and say, but I actually am going to say Iron Man and Pepper Potts. <laughs> oh, mom and dad. That's mom and dad for me. Oh, my gosh. For yeah. those that don't know Morgan Stark, you'll know. Hello. I, I probably am going to think about this and wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, my gosh. So if I have you guys on again, which I would love to have you guys again, because you guys have amazing stories. I'll probably come up with a different answer. <laughs> I agree with you, though. I love Prince Philip. He's my favorite prince. He's so dreamy. Like, no one talks about him. Everybody talks about Prince Eric. Like, he's great looking, but not my type. I like him blonde. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Prince Adam and Prince Naveen for me. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Naveen's so, like, charismatic and smooth. Like, I would just, oh, my gosh. We need him to have his meet and greets back because him and Naveen or him and Tiana. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. But, again, thank you guys so much for coming on. You guys are truly amazing and I love to chat with my fairy godmothers we're both all fairy godmothers in training I guess or fidgets as we call them at Disney World nice and and I just want to wish everybody listening and you as well Morgan a happy international friendship day (laughs) thank you I hope you guys enjoyed Tiffany and Chelsea's magical moments at the theme parks. And I hope you guys want to go reach out and call your friends. If y'all enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could take a couple moments and go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review. It truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. Also, be sure to share with one of your Disney friends that you think would love this podcast as well. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And last but not least, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. We are always looking for magical moments to read on the show, so please go submit it now. Again, justsomemagic.com. Magic.com.